All right, here we go. Pow! From Trenton! Woo! What Trenton makes, the world takes! All right, we're back. Week two. Book it podcast. Me and my boy, Alan. I, how you doing, buddy? I'm good. I'm good. Another week, man. I'm glad that we could get back to kind of doing this uh, in a religious aspect where we can put out content, good quality content to these these, these uh, sports gambling lovers, you know? Yeah, got to try our best, especially uh, especially with just uh, the whole everything going on, all the sports playing at once here. Uh, obviously, some games are getting postponed tonight. No big deal. All the leagues are coming back eventually, so we'll talk that over. And when they decide to come back, they decide to come back. Uh, and then mainly, we're going to focus on probably some NFL talk today. We're actually in a fantasy league together. So I'm going to I'm have to talk some shit Why I'm going to be three-peat again. Um, yeah, I'm going to have to talk some shit on, on Herden's crap trade deal. He tried to dish me today. It was absolutely ridiculous. He would have puked if you would have saw it. Uh, I don't know if he... We're going to get to that. Yeah. I want to hear it because, okay, in our league, just so everyone knows, you could trade draft picks. And so we – actually, last night I uh, did a a Zoom call with everyone in the league, and my dad picked the teams out of a hat. So I ended up with the third pick. Alan, I think – did you end up with like six or something? I ended up with number six. Yeah, six. So we'll get into that, but I know Herndon's going to – and then the point of doing it was, oh, if you guys want to trade picks, which you'd be pretty smart to know how to trade picks and know what's a good value and what's a bad value. And yeah. no offense, Herndon thinks he's an engineer. Well, apparently, I guess he's going for engineering. His trades suck cock all the time. Dude, they're terrible. They were terrible. They weren't. I wasn't a. Uh, there's a. I'll, I think I hope I hope they still save me when when you deny them. You know. Mm. But we'll get into that, like you said. We'll get into it. We'll look into it. All good. Okay, so first thing we're gonna start with here is we're just gonna give a rant on our picks from last show that I remember. Oh. Um. I don't think any of us did good. I know oh. my stars under was not even close. Me saying the stars weren't going to come out good, disgusting. Uh, the NBA picks that Allen gave <laughs> yeah, up. Yeah, it ended up like uh, – I think it was the eight and a half total, wasn't it? Something uh, like that. I mean, it was like – I mean, uh, the total was like eight eight total goals, if I believe. Oh, yeah. Correctly. that game. Oh, that game ended at eight or nine goals, I think. Yeah, it, it was – wasn't even close. I mean – it started off pretty good, though. I thought it was in the right direction. It wasn't yeah. like they scored right first period. Yeah, it is what it is. It happens. I mean, absolutely. Hey, everybody has a down day. Everybody has some bad picks. But you know what, though? That's what you, you dust yourself up, get back on the. You know what? I'll, I'll say an old an old thing that my mom used to say to me. You know, when going gets tough, the tough get going. Also, she used to say to me, pick yourself up by your bootstraps and move on. You know, that's just what you got to do. Yeah. So uh, we moved on to the next day of uh, basketball games, and uh, you were all over uh, Utah. I was. Uh, I Utah Utah minus three, which it looked good. It looked good up until I would say second quarter. Uh, what did you say? Have four minutes left? They really the Nuggets pushed the pace. They really they took over the game. Right when yeah, sec, late second quarter, early third quarter. Right when Jamal Murray said, um, "Yeah, I'm not losing." Yeah. And then went on to score like 35 in the second half. It was uh, almost like it was almost like called heating up in the middle of a pong game. It was weird. He didn't miss. Like he no. He did some weird shit where he came down to the 360 layup, and I was I I think we were on the phone at that time, and I was just like, uh, okay, I see you, I see you. Yeah, it was kind of wicked, man. 
So, yeah, with that, um, going off that, though, I think the Nuggets are done. I think Utah closed that game out in six. That was – that was. I mean, it was a game that made sense for you, for the Nuggets to win, but I don't see Jamal Murray being able to do that again. Um, I'll be honest with you. I, I, I was totally against that pick. If you look back, I mean, me, me and Ev tweeted at each other about different picks. Me and Ev, we don't always – we don't always see the same thing when we look at sports, which is nice because – you get both sides. It's almost it's almost like devil's advocate of uh, why you should take the picks you do. And we're just two guys that are watching the same series, and we just see game five sometimes going different. We see game six going different sometimes. I think that's that's the beauty of being able to come and listen to us and take away what each 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 of us has to offer in that in that aspect. Yeah, uh, I mean, if you're sitting here with the same opinion, what the hell is the point of doing anything? Because you need, di- I mean, you need different opinions to a degree. You can't always have a different opinion. Because if you always have a different opinion, then you're like, you're like skipping Sharon or whatever. Uh, what's his name on on whatever their show is now? Oh, uh, I know, undisputed. Is it? Undisputed. They just yell at each other all day, and you get nothing out of it. It's the dumbest thing to ever listen to. I feel like me and you have a really good Stephen A. Max Kellerman kind of relationship here. We just need a Molly. That's all we need. Uh, hey, um, we're taking applications. Just, uh, <laughs> just, just shoot us a DM on Twitter. No big deal. Absolutely, Absolutely. no big deal. Uh, so that's our opinion on that series. The next series we'll talk about. Okay, we'll go Clippers Mavs because obviously uh, Luca had that game winner. Blah, 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 blah. Last game, I know you were all over the Mavs plus the eight and the under. And let's just say those two picks might have been the worst picks you could have ever made that game. I know. Um, both games. I mean, I took the minus three for the Jazz and I took the plus eight for Dallas. And, you know, I was texting my uncle and uh, he was like, ooh, you know, he even said the same thing. He was kind of on your boat with it. I'm not going to lie. And I was like, is there something I'm missing here? You know, but I, I, you know what I did forget? I forgot Porzingis was out. Ah, see. I did forget. I did forget Porzingis was out. Um, but here's the thing. The one thing I can say is I do have faith that this will go to the game seven. I, 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 even after last game's complete blowout, I have this series going to game seven. And if it touches game seven, I have Dallas. So if, the, if this gets to seven, I agree. I, I would, I, I can see Dallas winning this. That's why I don't think it's going seven. Yeah. I think I think the Clippers, they just saw what they could do. And now, okay, there was a couple controversies, especially with, was it Montrell's Harrell stepping on Luca's ankle? I yeah. thought that was a little Bush League, but it might have been an accident. Clearly didn't look like an accident, but hey. We talked about this. We, me and him talked about this, what was it, last night or the night before when we watched the plus eight game. Um, the thing I love about this series is – you have Paul George on the Clippers, and you have Seth Curry on the Mavericks. And I said to Ev, I said, I didn't realize this, but Seth is married to Doc Rivers' daughter, which Paul George and her used to be, like, romantic. I mean, not that this has anything to do with what we're talking about, but I just like the little drama factor because you had Seth Curry calling him a bitch, you know, after he scores on Paul George down low in the game three. I mean, I, I dig that kind of stuff. Or, you know, I mean – it's kind of tough with everything going on today, but Montreal Harris is doing the back. The, it was Montreal Harris, I think, that said it. He's he makes a shot and he's he's trotting backwards, and then he in a moment he, he looks at Donk uh, Luca and goes, "Bitch ass white boy." You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I love that heat of the game shit, man. Like that's that's what you play the game for. I mean, this is one of those things where these guys are pumped up and they just want to win. But like, anyways, getting back to what we were talking about, 
I agree. I mean, like I've said, if 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 the Clippers are going to close out, it's going to be in Game Six. If it doesn't, Dallas has a chance to win Game Seven, which would fill my pocket tremendously. I'll be living like a damn yeah. king. I mean, they have a chance. It's not a guarantee, but it'd be a dogfight Game Seven. But that means the Mavs have to win this Game Six. And personally, who, whatever this line comes out to be, I. I'll be hard pressed to not bet the Clippers somewhere. If that's first half, if that's a second half number somewhere, because I find it hard to believe the Mavs can come out after just getting absolutely boat raced and actually compete in this game. Yeah. Luke, Luke is good, but Luke is going to need a couple of years until he's able to come into a playoffs and personally take over, take over. He's obviously showing a lot of sparks, but it's one of those things where it's going to be like a, next year down the road, the year after two yeah. years down the road, it could be like, Oh, these are Luke is the one seed coming in. Absolutely. It's playoff needs, Luka time, then. Yeah, I mean, one we I think we talked about that the other night, too. One or two years, this Dallas team, I mean, especially if you get some role players off the bench, even bring maybe one or two guys more in to rotate off the bench for these this team, Dallas is going to be a force, man. Yeah. Uh, the Mavericks are going to be a totally different team, I think. But anyways, what's the next game you want to get on to? Do you want to talk about the Bucks Orlando or – uh, well, that's. I think that's easy. I think we both agree. Yeah. The Bucks close out game. Bucks game close game out there. Absolutely. Yep. Bucks close that out. Uh, Lakers, uh, Portland. I think the Lakers close out too. I'm sorry, Dame. Yeah. Dame, Dame time's over. Dame time's yeah. over. Yeah. No, I agree. And then the net, the newest series, the Celtics Raptors. Obviously, um, I don't care. The Sixers aren't here because if the Sixers were here, they would get swept. And actually, they got swept from the for the Celtics swept them. So I mean, what well, the, the Raptors would even rape the Raptors would destroy them. But what I'm I want to say, well, well, one thing I want to say about the Raptors. One reason why the Raptors are really good and why they're here is because they have a deep bench. And going back to what you said about the Mavs, how if they get that deep bench, they could be that team. Raptors don't have that star set of player, and they went 53 and 19 this year. Now, obviously, that was with minus some games, obviously. But they're so deep, and they have such a great coach in Nick Nurse. This is this series is going to be a dogfight, and this is going to be a great this. If you like coaching, Nick Nurse against Brad Stevens, this is this is the oh, this is the pinnacle. Golden, this yeah, is this amazing. Is yeah, this is the pinnacle. This is this is. I totally agree with that. That that's that analogy, man. I mean, it's just one of those deals where, like, I've seen. I, I had two I have two uh, opinions on this. I'm not gonna lie. I hedged myself out. I have Dell. Uh, I mean, I have the Celtics winning Eastern Conference. I took the I took the future and with them winning Eastern Conference. I also made a bet, a smaller bet. I'm still relying on Celtics winning Eastern Conference here, but I took a smaller bet because it'll give me time to make up money if I need to in the meantime. Where I took Toronto four two. To win the series, what, what odds did you get on that? I think they were plus two eighty, if I'm not mistaken. I have to look. And then it up. Cel- Celtics to win the East, like ten to one, eight to one. Oh, it was, it was higher. I think it was twelve to one. I think it was twelve to one. Okay, so yeah. Oh, you know what? I think I think it was eleven to one because it was twelve to one to win the championship. All right, eleven to one. All right, so yeah, that's actually really smart when you when you say it there because obviously. If you now, obviously, it's not a straightforward hedge because obviously the Raptors need to win, yeah, win the series four two. But at the same time, I think this is another series where it's a do- it's gonna be a dogfight, and I think you could be sitting at a three one, a three two series, and the Raptors oh. are going into a god. I'm sorry, it was Toronto Raptors plus four twenty. That's why I liked it. Mm. It was high. That's even better. Yeah, and you could still now. You, you said you did it for a, a much less than what you did with the Celtics. If this series somehow does go seven, 
you still have the option to bet the Raptors in that game seven where you could – maybe you break almost even then if the Celtics were to win the series, blah, 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 blah. But you're giving yourself more room. And and personally, I agree with you. I think the Raptors pull this series out. I think this could be – this is a six, seven-game series. In my opinion, I think they're just the better te- – they're the better team. They're the tougher team. They're going to – they want to prove that they don't need fucking Kawhi, which it won't matter once they play the Bucks anyway or either of these teams play the Bucks because the Bucks will run through them in my opinion. But I like what you did there. I think you made a great call on that. That's something that's something to, to, to learn from there, that it's not stupid to make a hedge, but the hedge is not a full hedge. It's like a quarter hedge. So you still yeah. have room, but now your risk is, way, is lower. Either way, I mean, with the plus 420 and even Celtics long shot for the Eastern Conference, either way, I'm making, I'm making money. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying it's going to end in 4-2. I'm still going to bet on individual games. That's the other That's the other aspect. Like Ev said, like, we're doing a quarter of – like, the quarter of the edge, or you want to uh, – hedge, or you want to call it a, an eighth of a hedge. You're still betting on games. So, you're looking in, in, on that, on the income also. You know, individual games have a lot of, have a lot of uh, value to them also. Yeah. Because I, because I think I think this game – I think this series starts out 1-1. I don't think it's a 2-0 deal. I agree, especially with no home home court here or anything. I think that, like I said, I think this is a one-one. It goes two-one, maybe it gets three-one, and that three-one game would be like, if if the Celtics somehow get there, I I think they could. I just think it would be a Raptors going up three-one, and it'd be a hard-fought game. And then you would go to game five, and this would be like the must-win for the Celtics. The Celtics would get that. You'd be at a three-two, and that's how you can end four-two, or I could see a, a two-two. A, a tough game five there where the Raptors do pull it out. And then another tough game six where the Raptors pull it out too. I think you have a lot of roads to get to that, that four, two. I think that, I mean, obviously it's probably the most likely scenario, Yeah, but I think, Absolutely. I think honestly, I, I don't think I, I don't have anything else on it. I think you played that game perfectly. Yeah. I appreciate it perfectly. What I see. What's the next game you want to get into there? I think that's it for the NBA. Yeah. I mean, I think we covered most of it. Yeah, uh, like we said, we don't know when these games are going to play. I'm thinking this weekend, early next week, they'll start back up. I'm assuming. I'm thinking Tuesday, Tuesday or Wednesday. I thought maybe. maybe. I don't know. I, it's it's. Uh, I haven't heard anything. There's been no uh, no chatter on the Twitter sphere recently, so uh, I don't know. Um, we'll quick go over the um, NHL playoff picture. Once again, they're also not playing tonight. They have – I don't know when they're coming back. Um, when they do, though, I'm still – I still like I still like the Flyers. I still like Dallas. The Flyers do play the Islanders. The series tied 1-1 right now. That game, obviously, uh, don't know when they're going to play. Uh what the? You're more you're more of a hockey guy. Yeah, I sorry, I was I was I was looking for the scores and I just got a random ad just playing in my ears. So. Dude, I I always do that. Sometimes <laughs> I always do that. But um, I mean, I like I like playoff hockey. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, during the season, I really can't I really can't sit down and watch a whole hockey per- uh, three period game during the season. I mean, I I'll be honest with you, Ev knows this. I'm like when it comes to with sports, I like I like Boston. I mean, I like the Red Sox. I like the Celtics. I love the Bruins. I shouldn't say I love the Bruins. I like the Bruins. I just like the whole. I like the whole atmosphere that Boston sports put out. I like the the Boston Globe. I like the the Daily down there. I, I love the articles that these guys put out because 
a lot of these guys are so freaking passionate, like Portnoy. Like, that's why people, I don't think, you know, not everybody gets along with Portnoy or whatever. He's so freaking passionate about sports. And that's oh, another, man. another Boston guy that is like, yo, there's, there's, there's two things you do, you know, you sports gamble and you drink beer. Like, that's what you do. And that's what we love this for. We're just out here having a good time trying to just educate some people on why we're doing what we're doing or how we think the way we think. Yeah. I mean, this isn't, this isn't something you're going to make a living off of. Uh, if you want to go learn to make a living off something with numbers and stuff, go learn the stock market. I'll tell that to anyone they want. Yep. Um, getting back to this though. Uh, so we got the, the flyers and the Islanders tied one, one got the golden Knights and the Canucks also tied one, one. And then we I have, like Vegas a lot too. That's a, they're always a good, they, since they moved to Vegas, they've been, I know that expansion team. <laughs> not moved. The yeah. expansion team has been a great team for the last how yeah. many years? Absolutely. I mean, I mean, they came in and they competed right away for a title. That's in the middle of a desert. Like, who thought I'm <laughs> yeah. going to put an ice rink in the middle of a desert? This team is going to be great. You know, I just think I think that's awesome. I do too. And then we got the uh, Lightning are playing your Boston Bruins there. Tampa Bay is up two one, and then we have the Avalanche playing the Stars. The Stars are up two one, and in my opinion. Colorado, they keep putting Colorado as the favorite in all these games. Um, but I personally, I, I like the Stars to pull out to pull out in that series. Lightning Bruins, I have not seen much of them. Uh, and then I probably like the Flyers on the other side. And the Knights and Canucks haven't watched much there. But um, I'm also pulling for the Flyers and Stars. I would love a Flyers, Stars, Stanley Cup. Um, but, yeah, like I said, we'll, we'll get into this more so. Uh, next week when we have a set time for all these games. And who knows? We I, I hope we're not sitting in the same position we're sitting in right now next week. I don't think we will be. But if we are, we are. It's, it's whatever. We'll, uh, we'll uh, review where we are where we stand in all these games. You got a, uh, anything about hockey you want to go over? No. I mean, like I said, I mean, if you never actually sat down and watched playoff hockey, it's definitely something you should do because it's – it's. Uh, sorry, my voice cracked out like a 12-year-old girl. But uh, – it's, it's probably one of the most uh, exciting things you're going to watch. It's like anything else, you know. They go they go seven-game seven, seven game series too, right? It's just like the NBA, right? Yeah. Yep. Same thing. Just like the NBA. Going seven, no big deal. Um, okay. So, with that, I think we'll get off uh, all sports that are live right now, and we'll get into our little uh, – we'll get into our fantasy league that we – that well, I've been running this league for about probably like six years. It's been a core group of us that have always been in it. I know talking about this the last couple of years with Richie and Herndon and stuff. But last year we finally made it no, two years ago we finally made it twelve teams. Um, this is the first year Allen's getting in. This league keeps coming together because every year we always lose someone that isn't really interested, and then we gain someone that I think is really interested. So this year we actually gained uh, Leshko, who he's been on here. He talks a lot of shit that he wins all these fancy championships and all the in all the uh, leagues he plays. And never played in one with me, but hey, it is what it is. Uh, we added Allen, um, and then a couple other people that got added last year. Uh, my good friend Luke Joyce, another guy. He's really. I remember. <laughs> I remember. I had a high school class with him. This was this five years ago, maybe. Four. Jesus, fuck, I'm old. I don't know when it was. I guess it was. It was no, it was my senior year. His junior year. So only, so four years ago, I guess. Yeah, yeah, four years ago, and. So we had iPads in our in our high school, 
So every day we'd go to this class and the teacher would always put like a video on and then we'd take, we do questions on it. Right. He'd always be sitting across from me, just scrolling through fantasy stats and then like throw me something be like, dude, look at this guy. This guy's going to blow up this week. He'd be making DFS lineups and shit. I'd be like, bro, I need to get in a league with you. He's like, let me know when you need an opening. So we got him in last year. He was decent. Obviously he didn't win. Cause I wouldn't league, blah, blah, blah. No big deal. Repeat. Here we go. Yeah. I knew I was coming. <laughs> I'm going for the three peat, buddy. It's I'm already back to back. I'm looking for I'm looking for the three peat. Anyway, anyway, this is gonna be a pretty good league. I think this is honestly maybe a weekly episode, maybe ten minutes. We'll quick run through the scores, quick run through some stuff about the league, any big moves or stuff, because you know I'm gonna make a huge trade at some point in the league. Like last year, I traded for Patrick Mahomes when he got injured. Like, what kind of trade? I'm I'm just a great GM. That's all I could say. But well, no. it's one of the, I think it's 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 I, I we're gonna definitely do the ten minute show and we're gonna keep you up to date on the drama because like I said earlier in the show I Herndon already tried to shaft me you know the new guy in the league just just comes in he thinks I'm gonna take this shit ass trade he's trying to hand off to me you know what I mean it's like throwing your junk out front and saying hey neighbor why don't you take that you know it was ridiculous. All right, well, we'll get into this right now because Herndon sent me a trade, and I'm just looking at it right now because it says one outstanding trade. I don't know if you remember yours, but this trade. Okay, so I have the third overall pick. He has the 11th overall pick. He would trade me the 11th overall pick and his 10th round pick wow. for my my wow. first my my third overall pick. If that was like a, I would think about it if it was sixth round or seventh round which he would never do but the thing is ten, first of all i'm basically flipping first round picks and then the tenth round's a flyer round anyway so you're yeah. telling me to move back what seven eight spots in the first round and then take a flyer that that's the dumbest thing i don't i, I would never do that unless you're giving me your first two round picks and then maybe i'll get I'll, I'll move back in the first round, up in the second round, and you can move up in the first round, then you maybe lose your second round, and I'll give you like a seventh or something. But um, yeah, no, that, that shit ain't happening. I'm going to decline this shit right now. What was your uh, terrible trade? Because that was. So that he was sends me this freaking trade. He's like, he wanted my first round pick for my. For, I, I picked six. So I, you know, my first round six pick for a, his first round 11th pick. And around 13, 11th pick. That's disgusting. That's not even. Dude, and if I, I opened the, I didn't think anyone would do a draft pick trading. I didn't think anyone would because I'll, I'll be dead honest with you. So here's what I'm going to do. Here, here's what I'm going to do. Herndon, if you're listening, I'll send you a round four, seventh, seventh pick for your. Second round, second pick, and I'll also give you a fucking 15th round, sixth pick. And let me see if you'll accept that. (laughs) He probably said no. Oh, definitely. There's no chance he's saying yes to that shit. That's funny as hell. Um, But uh, seriously, though, Draft pick trading is really hard to do because, okay, so I'm going to break something something down again. If I have, say I have the third overall pick, for me to move out of, just think how NFL drafts work. For me to move out of that top five position, I need something in return. I need a late first in return for that to compensate for my first. And then you think, 
I probably want to move up in one of the next two rounds or get a pick maybe fifth to eighth area. Because in a fantasy draft, right when you get to about the seventh, sixth, seventh, sixth round, seventh round, eighth round, that's when you flip from you're still picking guys that are could be studs to, eh, this is a little bit of a flyer here. Yeah. So for me personally to trade out of that third round, third round position, this is just – I'm just here saying. And say to, dra- to go back to, we'll say, where Hernan is 11. If he would offer me flip first, he'll give me his second. We'll flip – We'll flip first. Yeah, he'll give me a second, and then I'll give him a fifth. I would probably actually even maybe even do a fourth there. That's something I'd think about because obviously I'm getting two seconds. He's getting two fourths, and he's moving up in the first round. I'm moving back in the first round, so I'm getting actually three picks that are really close to each other in the late first or early second there. That's something I'd think about. Um, but no, when you're doing draft pick trading, if there's one thing I can give you uh, advice on, don't be stupid. Don't don't blow up your draft, especially in a fantasy league, because unless you see value, like a lot of value somewhere, don't don't blow it up. I think I, I think we I think I ran enough about this fantasy league, the draft pick trading. What do you Who think? Who do you? Can I ask you? I mean, maybe you don't want to display it. That's fine. Who do you got your eyes on? Third pick. I mean, who? who? Oh, it's gonna be Zeke or Saquon. Unless McCaffrey somehow falls to me, which I know won't happen. So your first pick's going to be a running back? Yeah, Zeke or Saquon, easily. I'll tell anyone that right now. There's no, I don't, there's no point for me to take Michael Thomas there. Yeah. Oh, I think Michael Thomas can be ripped off the board top five before I even get there. And this is where it's going to be interesting for somebody like me picking six. You know, like I have obviously in a position to be able to take a running back. First, I always said like first three, four guys in a position to take a good quarterback, good running back. I honestly, I would take a running back or a receiver first. Oh well, this is a PPR league. Don't forget. So um, if we want to give, so we'll, okay, so that's where this will go because I didn't really know where this was going to go. If we were to start talking about football, we'll start talking about some little draft advice. So um, the first bit of draft advice I want to give. You don't win, you don't lose your fantasy league at the draft. That's the one thing you have to always remember. Never, ever go out of your draft and say, this is my team for the year. You can make so many moves, free agency, trades. You can make small trades to make set up yourself for a bigger trade somewhere. There's so many ways to think about different things, where to move guys. The draft, it matters a lot, and you want to hit on a guy or two, but it, it's not end-all, be-all. Believe no. me, I've had terrible drafts before and came out in the championship. Now – to your point, um, PPR league. I know everyone's going to be tempted to draft Lamar or Mahomes in the first or second round. Please, if you're in a draft with me, do it. Please, I hope you do it. I want you to do it because you're just helping me out. You're giving me a better pick. In my opinion, Lamar and Mahomes should not go before the third round. And even the third round, I I will never have either of them on my team from the draft because I there's no way they're going to fall to me in a value position that I see. I see – I wouldn't draft them before the fourth round. I agree. Why? People ask why. Well, if Lamar gets all these rushing yards and touchdowns, blah, 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 blah. Okay, here's what I say. If you're in, like, Allen, in your position. So, if we bring up a, um, a mock draft here. So, we'll look at the top guys – the top guys here. So I got the top ADP guys here. So we got uh, 
top we'll, we'll spit off the top six here we got McCaffrey Saquon Zeke Kamara uh Derrick Henry Dalvin Cook Michael Thomas is seven so in your spot you're thinking you in six could probably argue make the argument that you could take Michael Thomas there and be fine with that which I'm completely okay with that you just have to remember later in the draft that you're going to be lesser on a running back compared to other, other people, because there's only so many stud running backs. There's a lot more receivers that could fill that spot. Obviously not Michael Thomas style, but you could make more up with honestly more not even, receivers. Not even like Mike Evans style. You know what I mean? Like somebody who was putting up. 40 I, I say, I say Mike Evans. I meant Mike Thomas. No, no, I know. But like, I was thinking like thinking of myself from last year's fantasy, like Mike Evans was putting up like, 47 freaking points in a – Yeah, that was once in a blue moon. I had him on my team. He fucking sucked. Godwin was the better PPR guy. Yeah, he had, okay. He had a, a game where you went like 10 for 300 and like – I mean, that was also with Jameis Winston throwing the football. <laughs> yes, yeah, so we have to remember that. That We do have to remember that. That is a that is a, a huge factor in that in, in Tampa Bay with, with Tom Brady there. But my last thing I want to say about first-round drafting, don't overthink it. If you're early first round, I suggest taking a running back. And I'll tell you what, McCaffrey, Barkley, Zeke, Kamara, Derrick Henry, Dalvin Cook, they're all going to get a similar workload. Josh Jacobs. Go ahead, throw Josh Jacobs in there. I think they got a – they they signed Theo Riddick, so it hurts him a little bit in the passing game. My only worry there. Only worry there. I'm saying these top six guys. Now, okay. You know McCaffrey, he is probably a tier above. I'd be leery he doesn't get injured. I think Zeke can be that tier above. I think um, Zeke, Saquon, McCaffrey can all be grouped together just because I think they're the guys that can be that tier above and can really overproduce for you. Kamara, Henry, Cook. I think that comes down to maybe what offense you like, maybe what team you like to watch more, maybe what player you like more. Um, Maybe if you like more explosive plays compared to just ground and pound. Maybe if you want some more reception, if you want some more receptions, go Kamara cook opposed to Henry. If you're in the top six picks though, and you can get one of these guys, you're doing just fine. Don't overthink it. Don't try to step out and be like, Ooh, I'm going to take Miles Sanders or I'm going to take, I'm going to take Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, Hilaire, whatever the hell his name is. That's another guy. He's flying up draft boards. Listen. Yes. He's in a great system. Yes, Andy Reid's a great coach. Andy Reid's also the coach that if you're not producing, you're not playing. And you could waste a really high draft pick on a rookie. He's a rookie. Don't forget that. And if he and in a redraft league, if I don't draft him and he bites me because he has the number one running back season, whatever. I'll lose that any day of the week. I'm not I'm taking guys that are that I feel are more more stable. And hey, any one of these guys can get injured too. Let's not forget that. Do we want to get into actual NFL, or do we want to cut the? We want to cut this off, right? We want to leave right where uh, fantasy's at. No, no, no. Let's uh, let's let's jump into a little preview of a uh, of a, a division. You got a division in mind? You want to? We can bullshit about a little bit. So, like, obviously, um, I think with Dallas's new scheme, even though the fiasco that went on over the off season, being a Cowboys fan, I firmly believe that. Cowboys take the division soundly this year. All right, let's go. Okay, NFC East. Yeah, NFC East, I believe. I don't think – I think Philly screwed up on the draft boards. Uh, I mean – They always do. I don't – 
I think Dougie's going to be like anybody else. He's going to win. He won one. Congrats, you know, in Philadelphia. Awesome. But uh, you didn't fill any your wide receiver needs. Uh, like if you have another situation this year where you have a bunch of guys go down, you have to go sign somebody off the practice squad to go catch balls for you. That's a problem. Um, I'm not afraid of the Giants, even with uh, Mr. Tape tennis balls to people's hands so they don't hold the practice. Um, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, I, I agree. I'm, I'm the, the the Washington football team. The name just doesn't scare me at all. I just all right. Let, let's we'll we'll stay with the Cowboys for a minute. Cowboys Philly here because personally, Washington throw that. That's not even gonna matter. That's better. They they have a, a sleeper on their team, a running back that I'm not gonna spill the name of. Ah, well, I guess I just did. This um, Antonio Gibbs or something. He's potentially a guy that can get a lot of work if the team sucks late in the season. Go ahead, people. If you're if you're Her- Hernan's probably listening to this and he's like, oh, we'll go draft him. Go ahead. He goes undrafted in most leagues anyway. Um. So we'll stick to the Cowboys and Philly quick. Dallas could potentially be the best offense in football. What's my concern? Uh, with the new coach, no preseason. I think they can struggle for the first couple games, getting getting a little rhythm. Yes. Okay. Dak, Amari, Zeke, better offensive line. They'll, they all have a rhythm. Didi, yes. I think he could he could struggle also because not having the preseason. I think that could hurt a little. Yeah. I think that's one thing to look at this year. Teams with new coaches, not so much Dallas, more so like Carolina and other teams. We'll get that in another podcast. They would struggle just because with having the new coach, getting the new scheme and everything and no preseason, I think that really hurts a lot. Dallas, I don't think it'll hurt too much. I think they could start out a little slower. So I think that might give us value to maybe bet them. I already bet Dallas for the Super Bowl. I got them 20 to 1 and 16 to 1. I got yeah. money on them. Um, I, think they, I, think the, I think the thing that's uh, interesting about this team is the fact that you have Amari Cooper, you have CeeDee Lamb, you have two, two multi-purpose tight ends, you have a running back, and a, a, at least I would give a B-plus offensive line. Like that, that alone yeah. there. I agree, and I think their defense is really good too. I think, like, like I said, this is a team that I think legitimately can win a Super Bowl this year. They have the, they have the offensive line like you talked about. They have, the, they have the weapons on offense. I think Dak can win, a, can win an MVP this year. I think Malarkey can win coach of the year this year. I think this this defense is so good that they can they could hold teams to under under 20 points this year, even less. Yeah, think about that. Think about that. Jalen Smith, Sean Lee, uh Van Der Esch. Van Der Esch. You have, right, that that's that's a star studded linebacking core right there. They I'm pretty sure they signed Ha Ha. Yep. You know, the the quarterback pickups, I just if 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 they don't win within the next three years, Dallas will go on another twenty year down a drop. Uh, I firmly believe it. I uh, just I, I agree with you. This is this is a team that it's a, it's a win in this short amount of time. These next couple of years, or they're going to be in trouble. Yeah. And I, I hey, I hope they do. But um, right now, I would I think they're the favorite to win the division. I think they should be the favorite to win the division. I think they will win the division. I think it will come down to a week a late week game against the Giants or the Redskins or Philly that they're going to have to win to secure it. I will be happy with a, I'll be honest with you. If when I look at this team, I mean, and this is being generous with, with every star, the amount of star power to have and me watching them for the last two years with, with waste. I feel like they wasted talent the last two years. Um, 
and like you, like I said, you've been a huge Dallas fan. I'd be happy with an eleven and five, twelve and four season. You don't have to go fifteen and one. Oh no, fourteen and two. If, if they go eleven and five or twelve and four, they'll be very happy. I don't think they will. I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna end ten and six. I hate to say it. I, I think they are. I thought about that. No, I thought about that because it's, I, it's, it's the a division typical thing Dallas does. It's a typical thing Dallas does. But you know what? The other thing is too. Phillies. Phillies. Hey, hey. I know. I know on paper Dallas might be the better team, but Philly's gonna be right in their coattails. Philly can also end ten and six, and this can come down to a week sixteen game. Probably, I think it'll probably be in Dallas this year to decide the division. Just saying, it's something to think about. I don't think people realize how tough the NFC East actually is. I really don't, because like you look at teams like like I remember what was it, two three years ago, Dallas goes into Pittsburgh, plays in the Steel City, man. You know what I mean? AFC NFC kind of deal. And they go in there, and it's it's a close game, close game, close game. And I just remember Zeke probably right at the end of the game, pow, right up the middle. He scores. Game. There's like 20 seconds left. Game's pretty much done for. You know what I mean? Like I remember you, this game. I remember yeah, that game. It, it it's one of those deals where like anybody from the NFC East, even this like the Redskins and the Giants right now, you go to play them, it's a game. It, it's not an easy win. Like it's not a blowout win. God no, not not by any stretch of the imagination. That that's a division rival for you there, and that's that's yeah. why the NFC East is is always hard fought, and they beat up on each other, and that's why it always comes down to a last week game against two teams that for the division and the, and the sometimes it's winners in the playoffs, losers out, just because the division is so hard. Um, going on to okay. Philly though, I think I, okay. I think Philly is a is a sneaky team this year. I think Philly's another team that honestly can make a they can make a Super Bowl run. They, I, I know you really believe that. Yeah, dude. Carson Wentz, if he could stay healthy, it's a big if. I understand it's a big if. It's a massive if. Remember what he did when they did win the Super Bowl. Now, the majority of the season, he wins the MVP if he stays healthy. I'm not saying they win the Super Bowl because obviously Nick Foles came in and did what, what he did. Carson Wentz, I said this when he came in in the league, he was going to win three Super Bowls. I don't know if I count that first one as a win. I mean, it's a ring. It's whatever. I think he is so talented if he's able to stay healthy. And remember last year. They didn't have any DBs. They went out and got DBs this year. Wide receiver-wise, I don't really think they helped much there with Jalen Ruger, whatever his name is. I think that was a terrible pick. There were so many better picks. If you wanted him, you probably could move back in the draft and, and gained a draft pick somewhere, exactly. in my opinion. But I think a guy like Miles Sanders, back there with Boston Scott, I think they could be a deadly one-two punch. Boston Scott being the third down guy, the passing down guy. Miles Sanders, obviously from Penn State, ground and pound, just – just killing people, just blowing up. I mean, he's going to be running probably with eight in the box a lot. Wentz is going to have to yeah. make some throws. He's going to have to involve uh, Ertz. He's going to have to get some of those receivers that they do get off the practice squad, and he's going to have to make them players. I'm not saying talent-wise I would take Dallas 100% this year, but I'm telling you, this Philly team is good, and and I, I like Doug Peterson as a coach a lot. I think he arguably right now is the best coach in the in the NFC East. I wouldn't. I wouldn't disagree that point. I mean, he has the trophy to prove it. I do want to give you my long shot pick of the year, and I think I think you're gonna like it. I have my long shot pick of the year. I if if anybody knows me who who who's been around me, hung out with me, especially when we're hanging out, drinking a few beers, I'm I am the equivalent to Chucky, man. Like I love John Gruden. I love the atmosphere that I think that. Las Vegas is going to bring, even though they moved out of Oakland, man. I love John Gruden. I love the Raiders. And let me tell you something. They are my long shot for the year. I don't I don't know how close they are, but this 10-year uh, rebuilding program, 
this team is getting better year in and year out. They are getting more competitive. I am so firm on this. It's unbelievable. I love John Gruden's personality. I love his coaching tactics. I love the way he explains things. I love quarterback breakdown. I think this is – I don't think Derek Carr is the guy to do this, but I think this is a team that goes 10-6 and six this year and possibly wins that division also. All right, so we'll we'll get we'll jump. Okay, we'll go over the AFC West next. Since you love to jump around like a motherfucker, I know, I know. Anyway, we're gonna close up the NFC East. Uh, Dallas, Philly, one two. Um, Giants, nowhere to be had. Redskins, really nowhere to be had. Uh, sleeper though, Daniel Jones could have a big year. Watch out, yes. second half of the year could be big for him. I honestly, I didn't even think about it. You know, you know what? I didn't even think about that. Danny Dimes. I'm sorry. Uh, you're right. I did jump around there. I was just really excited. I'm, I'm just a huge John Gruden guy. That's fine. We'll move on. We'll move to the AFC West. Um, obviously, AFC West, we have um, obviously John Gruden and the Las Vegas Raiders now. Yeah. Uh, obviously, the Super Bowl champions, which they will probably do them, and they'll probably go 12 Yeah, I didn't mean to say win, win the division. I meant you know, no, make a playoff they, run. They make a playoff run. Make a playoff run. Because obviously, Chiefs are going to be competitive itself. Yeah, I agree. And um, this was a team that I was on last year that I thought had a chance. It was the Denver Broncos. I really thought last year they were they could be a sleeper and potentially win this division. Obviously, I was a little wrong. Um, but this year, I think Drew Locke, I think he's legit. I think he, they had He was a stud. He was, I, I, sitting there, we were talking about that. I, th- I remember last year, I mean, you had a conversation, like, where the hell did this kid come from? Like, obviously, you watch him college ball, but like, it never there's it's it's amazing how you take these guys from college who were like good but they weren't like oh my god this guy's amazing you put him in an NFL scheme and he's making throws like he's the next freaking Tom Brady or you know exactly I agree and and it, it came down to Drew Locke so he came from Mizzou but in Mizzou fun fact anytime he played a top 25 team you just faded Mizzou and you won I, I don't think he beat it he didn't cover against the top 25 team in his last I think he, he covered one game against the top 25 team in his last like two years as a starter it was disgusting he can never win a big game that was always my my knock against him how's he gonna win a game in the NFL if he can't win against the top 25 or can't cover against the top 25 team in college like are you kidding me anyway I, he proved it last year, and he he has guys there like Noah Fance there, uh, KJ Hamler's there. I think he, I think KJ Hamler's forgotten about. It. I think he's gonna be a kick return guy. I think they're gonna give him some give him a couple of schemes here and there. I Obviously, like what they did at the draft. I like what the, I like what the Broncos did at the draft. I do too. I like what the I like what that I like what that whole division did at the draft. I did. Honestly. I, I'm I'm with you 100. percent Like that's why that's why I was so hyped on the Raiders. I think the Raiders made awesome picks. Like you said, I think the Broncos made picks. I think even what Kansas City had, what they what they were offered on the board, I think they did great. So go ahead on your spiel there. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I just thought I just wanted to say that I thought that the whole that whole division, like you said, did great at the draft. Oh, and the, the funny thing was is Oakland went out and get gets Henry Ruggs, and then uh, Denver. I think the pick right after him or the pick right before him, maybe they draft Jerry Judy. They're like, oh. KC wants speed receivers. We'll go out and get speed receivers. We'll compete with them in that in that stretch. And I think this is great for Drew, Drew Locke. Getting a young guy, Jerry Judy. You have um, Deshaun Hamilton there, who's from Penn State. You have um, Cortland Sutton there, who he's another guy. He could have a big year this year. Cortland Sutton, watch out for him. Third year in the scheme, I believe. Second year at Locke, he showed out a little bit last year. He had he, he I think he ended around he ended around as a wide receiver one. Might ended around wide receiver ten or something. In fantasy speaking, 
But I think this, obviously, I do think rookies struggle a little bit more at the start of the year just because of everything going on. It's an adjustment. Like like you said, I think it's going to be lack of, pre, uh, lack of yeah. preseason games. I 100%. think adjustment to scheme and adjustment to speed. I, I watch a ton of interviews on guys who, who come into the league, and when they interview after or five, ten years down the road, they always say the same thing. They are shocked by the physicality and speed that they're met with week one through five. Yeah. Training camp is a way different animal than when you're playing an actual game. Because I'll tell you one thing, like, no matter if you played high school sports, college sports, I mean, obviously I don't know anybody that played at the pro level, but the, the, the switch flips different on each level. and It's, it's immaculate. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah, and, and preseason gets them a little revved up for that, but then obviously the regular season is what they really see. So now they're going from what they remember in college to just straight to regular season. It's going to be tough to do. Uh, I think they could struggle early, but but I still think this team I, – I still think this team – this team has a defense. This team – they have Melvin Gordon now with Philip Lindsay, Drew Locke. It, it's all going to be on Drew Locke's shoulders. If Drew Locke is a bust and doesn't do anything, this team's going nowhere. I'm not saying Drew Locke needs to be an MVP candidate – but he, he needs to be able to compete. Do you think that the Broncos have the head coach right now to make them a championship-style team? I don't know. That That's up in the air right now because this is only the second mm, – first year realistically of them use, of them having Drew Locke here. So I want to see how he does. But a Vic Vangio is he's, – he's a decent coach from what I see. He was able to make him do some stuff last year. Um, now I'm pretty sure, if I'm not mistaken, he's more of a defensive-minded coach, which I think I like that as a coach sometimes. I like having the defensive-minded guy there because – um, I think it's it's easier to to scheme a defense and then bring a couple guys in that are that are like uh, gadget guys that can come in and just run an offense. Like you can bring in a, a, a I mean, yeah, you can make the same. Uh, and you know what? I just think I like you said this is this is Locks. Like you said, first year actually, full first year, full year, yeah, full year with Lock. I mean, like with it, actually, like he was there last year, yeah, but he he didn't sniff anything of playing last year until the end of the season. It's definitely going to be interesting. Sure. Um, is there anybody else? You, well, obviously, you want to talk about the Dolphins, if that's your team? Uh, no, I say we keep this to two two, two divisions. In the next podcast, we go to another two divisions. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the last team I want to talk about, the Chargers, uh, they have a guy out there named Austin Eckler, who I think hurts a lot this year. Now, he's another top guy in fantasy. He's a stud. But with their quarterbacks being up in the air out there, um, Philip Rivers is a quarterback that loves to dump it off to the running back. That's a hint at why Indy could be a potential running back goldmine. I Eckler will get his, but I don't think he'll get anywhere near what he got last Ooh, year. I like that. Eckler will get his. We might have to write that down in the in the old quote book. You like that? I do. I, 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 I find one or two every once in a while. You think this is the shit or get off the pot kind of situation? Yeah, and I don't think this seems gonna be good at all. I think this team's going to suck. I think I think Austin Eckler is a guy that later in the season, there's going to be teams that uh, are going to be trying to trade for him because uh, the Chargers might suck. Eckler's going to be getting beat up. And they're going to try to come in, get him for a, maybe a third or fourth rounder. And the Chargers might have no chance, but the, no other way than just to agree to it, just to try to bring in, bring in some young talent. I agree. I mean, uh, definitely for next show, uh, I think we should start off with NFL because – 
there's so many great things that we haven't got the chance to talk about. Obviously, the season's not far out yet. The things that um, – there's a few things I'll just list real quick. Like obviously, I want to talk about Philip Rivers in Indianapolis. I want, to get, I want to be able to talk about Tom Brady being with the, with the Buccaneers, how we think that scheme's going to roll out. But obviously, like Ev said, we, we've been pretty much at this for quite some time right now. Um, but that's all for next episode. Absolutely, we're yeah. gonna like, we're gonna do, keep it try to keep it weekly here, Wednesday Thursday situation. Um, I enjoyed being back with you though, bud. Yeah, I, I'm I'm glad you want to be back. Um, but like we said, with the uh, NHL and NBA, they're getting into the second round of their playoffs starting, so they're gonna start winding down. And those games, listen, I'm not we're not gonna sit here and and discuss one game for 50 minutes. There's no point. Uh, give a couple takes here and there, give our opinion on it, and uh, move on. And then, we'll, like we said, we're going to jump a lot into football here. We're going to go – the goal, I guess, would be this. So, there's, so we'll do about two – maybe maybe next episode we'll try to knock out three or four divisions. Once we get all the divisions done, then we'll go – we'll look as a, as a whole conference. We'll say what teams are sneaky teams that can get in, what teams um, could you see getting the one-two seed. There's a new playoff format this year. Remember that. So, actually, it's seven teams in. And only the one seed gets the uh, gets the buy. I forgot about that. I just remembered that that'll be a whole podcast. We'll talk about that. Hopefully, that's like right before the season, and then maybe we'll give out uh, some future like uh, team total overs, like right the week before the season starts, and then we'll be right into week one of NFL and hope uh, coronavirus doesn't stop that. Absolutely, I agree with you. Well, are we calling that a day. Yeah. Uh, yes, sir. I'm I'm down with that. If you're good with All that, right. I'm good with that. Take your coat off, stay a while, hang the hat up. That's it. Hey, he said the best. See everyone later. Stay safe.